A battle to the death. Classic albums clashing till there's only one left. A killer contest, but before we get to it, there's rules to the scheme. So let me tell you how we do it. Eight classic albums, one classic year. Draw them out the hat and chew the fat right here. We rate them, we slate them, discuss them and debate them, analyze the beats and quote the lyrics verbatim. When all is said and done, we put it to the vote and tell you which of them is won. Then it's to the semis and the final for the final cut set or CD. So who will it be? We going all in, so on the sound of the whistle, let the games begin. Them hot World Cup, wreck your shot. To the hit, to the hop, you don't stop. Hello and welcome to Hip Hop World Cup, the podcast that pits golden age hip hop albums against each other in a contest to find the ultimate champion. I'm your host, Danny Phillips, and joining me in our state-of-the-art studio, 60 feet beneath FIFA headquarters in Zurich, are Steve Hitchcock. How are you doing, Steve? I'm good, thanks. Hi, everyone. And James Larry Luscombe. How you doing? Hi, how you doing? Good, thanks. Yeah, that's good to hear. Um, in this episode, we're looking at the year 1993. Uh, and if you'll just indulge me, chaps, uh, cast your minds back to 93. Um, a few, we were a few years into secondary school. Uh, Tease Me by Chakademus and Pliers was riding high in the hit parade. Yeah. Steven Spielberg was terrorising audiences uh, with digital dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. And uh, Nicholas Lindhurst's vehicle, Goodnight Sweetheart, started life on BBC One. Oh, but most, most, most relevant, obviously, it was, uh, it was a year in hip hop that had uh, lots of gems, um, but also saw a flood of kind of hip hop artists that, that mainly had bold heads, big coats, Timberland boots, and, and made music with lots of men shouting on the chorus. And that's that's pretty much what we kind of got in 1993 in the world of hip hop. There were some uh, exceptions, but that's pretty much uh, the way I saw it. It's a very distinct style of production and rapping in this year. Um, so yeah, what, what are your thoughts on 1993, like as a whole, an era of hip hop? Yeah, it's quite shouty, isn't it? I hadn't yeah. really thought about that, but yeah, there's um, Black Moon, there's quite a bit of shouting that shouting on that on the choruses yeah Wu-Tang Clan bring the yeah. ruckus that's just that's just sort of shouting really ODB yeah. likes a good yeah. shout as well yeah it's a good yeah, point like, on, like I've a, got Onyx obviously yeah Onyx just a posse of people just in the booth like just shouting a hook and it works m- much of the time um, uh, and in the videos obviously that makes for very sort of lively boisterous uh, videos with uh, big groups of men jumping around uh and uh, making a bit of, uh, of a ruckus. But, it's, it's, um, it's a really raw and gritty year, isn't it? Most yeah. of the music is just raw yeah. and gritty, and that's kind of reflected in the videos and uh, yeah, and the rappers. Yeah, and they, there's a lot of groups that had names like Roughnecks and, you know, Bowlheads and sort of Hood Rats and things like that. Yeah, really distinctive kind of rapping style, distinctive kind of production. It hadn't quite sort of matured through to like the 95, 96 sort of sound, where there's a lot more crispness. It was still quite a muddy kind of hardcore boom bap sort of sound. Yeah. Um, you can all, I can sort of hear that 1993 sound. It's quite interesting. But that's uh, that's cool. Any other thoughts on 93, Steve? Yeah, lo- lots of good albums. I think like a, a, a good range of albums that haven't made it into this World Cup, but actually still good albums. I think in some of the other years, we've kind of struggled to think you know, beyond maybe 15 decent albums. But, you know, I, I had a really long list of, uh, of albums that I liked. So, yeah, I think yeah. this is where hip hop's just starting to kind of, you know, gather some pace. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, like you say, uh, you know, when we did our initial shortlist, I had 27 albums on mine. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I had to really whittle that down. It was, uh, it was really hard. So there's some really good albums in this year. Um, so it's going to be difficult coming up with a winner. Um, 
All right, just to recap for anyone uh, who hasn't heard the show before, um, what we've done is we've whittled it down to the best eight albums of 1993, uh, put them in a hat, drawn them out against each other in matches, and then what we do, we discuss each match uh, and we vote on a winner, and then the winner of each match goes through to the semi-final, uh, where they play uh, the winners again, and then through to a final eventually in a World Cup format. So before we go on, Larry, is True School back up and running again? Yeah, running, um, running beautifully. Um, last time, I, I think um, we had some lyrics caught up in one of the uh, music pipes, didn't we? Um, yeah, yeah. I called out. I called out one of the. Um, he's actually a retired Leyland DAF um, engineer. If you can imagine, like a Fred Dibner type of um, type of figure, flat cap. Come, comes around flat cap, um, northern guy comes around to sort of service it ever so often and yeah he, he really got in there and cleared out some of the gunk a lot of lyrics in there some stray kind of drum sounds and things like that but he's uh yeah he scooped all of that out giving it a really good oiling out w it stinks of wd-40 to up to, you know, to the rafters really but it's yeah it's really running silky smooth like like clockwork and what, in, was fact, it in fact it is clockwork was, was he a hip-hop head? Did, did he have to kind of have that kind of background to fix, he, fix it? Do you know, he doesn't at all. He's a purely technical sort of engine man. Um, don't, doesn't like music at all, actually. That's quite good. He doesn't let it get in the way. Yeah. Like he, he can be completely objective about yeah. it. To him, it's just, it's just a machine. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's he has an affinity with it. And I one imagine of, one of the original designers. And I imagine with so many great albums in '93, it's been running fairly hot this week. You know, smooth, but it's been really pushing, pushing the pipes and pushing. It the has, valves. yeah, it's pushing, uh, pushing. Pu- yeah, the v- valves are really uh, sort of glowing, nice and warm. Oh, nice. I'm glad to hear it. Okay, cool. Um, right before we go on, I'll just mention that um, after the final, we've got a guest joining us. Um, Later on, experienced sports broadcaster and West Brom fan Adrian Childs will be joining us just after the. Um, oh, that'll be good. Just after the final, just to give us his thoughts on our winner. And uh, so, well, without further ado, let's go on to the honourable mentions from 1993, because obviously we do a, a long short list of albums um, and we whittle it down to our favourite eight. But naturally, there's a, a big list of albums that don't make the cut. Uh, and there's some great stuff in there. Um, and before we head into the honourable mentions, I just want to read out an email we've had. From a friend of the show. One of the, uh, from a, what patron is this? Uh, no, he's just a friend of the show. I'll just read right, it. It says, okay. Dear Hip Hop World Cup, a big fan since episode one. Love the True Score stuff. Uh, it says, When you do your 1993 episode, please make sure you talk about Trends of Culture's debut album, Trends. Oh, yeah. As really, it was one of my favorites from back in the day and one of the most underrated and slept on hip hop albums of all time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in 93, I would pop it on my Sony Walkman while doing my accounts or pruning my shrubs. Uh, my favourite track was Hassle on the Iron Horse. Anyway, keep up the good work. Yours sincerely, Sepp Blatter. P.S. <laughs> did you get the bank transfer? Oh, so, no, that's something else. But yeah, so that's nice. Sepp's um, uh, written to us. Uh, glad to know he's still I've, listening. I thought it was going to be, be, be a, a letter from like Panny Dillips or something. Oh, that's yeah. You'd think from that because I also like that album. But yeah. no, it was like it was yeah. directly from the office of Sepp Blatter. I mean, and he, oh, he raises okay. an interesting point. You know, Trends of Culture was my um, sort of key honourable mention in this uh, year. It's not a celebrated album, it's not one that a lot of people know, but it's one that I absolutely loved uh, back in the day. Um, one of these albums, it could have just got kind of got lost in the flood of those type of albums with that sort of typical 93 sound, but I think it just sort of stands above 
the others because it's got a really kind of jazzy, smooth sound to it. Um, and just uh, it's one of the albums I just could listen to all the way through. Uh, I think it's, it's the a good MCs album. on it. It's a good album. Uh, the MCs, Grapevine and Nasty. Uh, it's had a really good back and forth between them. Two different, very different voices, very different styles, but they really complement each other. And I don't know, it's just one of my kind of like, I don't want to call it a guilty pleasure because I think it's a really good album, but it's just one of those uh, that I love. So I just wanted to give that some props uh, in the honourable mention section. Did you two have any you wanted to talk about? I mean, for me personally, not really. I mean, I, I struggled to come up with eight, to be honest, <laughs> as, as you'll recall. I, I only came up with seven. Um, oh, and the only the no. only one that the only one that isn't on the list is one eight seven he wrote by Spice One, yeah. and I'm I'm really not you know completely upset that it's not in there because it's just a terrible it's all album. right. There's some good, there's like three or four good tracks on there um, that I could have made a good case for, but yeah, I, I don't think it would have been winning any any prizes to yeah. be honest. If it Trigger got no heart, that's brilliant. Running out the crack house is my yeah. two favourite on that. Brilliant. Um, yeah, brilliant I'm the fu- I, I like I'm the fucking murderer. <laughs> yeah, brilliant, brilliant yeah. track. Yeah, really nails his uh, colours to the master. Track, <laughs> and, um, yeah, but unfortunately, kind of a, a two tracks a good album do not make. So um, yeah, it didn't quite make the cut. I mean, there's loads of other stuff that we that came up in our oh, discussions I, and, and lists. And yeah, stuff like there, Steve. I've got I've got to mention some because yeah, I thought I thought it was a really good year. So I'm going to do my kind of like I don't know. I say this pretty much in every World Cup. Two pack didn't make it. His first, al- his first album, yeah, strictly for my own word, it was, uh, you know, I think it's a, it, it's a half decent album. I can see why you two didn't go for it, but it's quite well regarded. Um, and then, yeah, I have to, before you move on, just, yeah, I, I go along with that. It was one I listened to, and I only realised that I used to listen to it loads back in the day, because it just, it's got loads of really good tracks on it. And it was very unlucky not to make my list, to be honest with you, because I actually really do like that album. Yeah, um, there's a it few. Is, it is a good album. Ones, but... Yeah, it's not perfect, so I'm not that worried. It's not in the World Cup. Uh, yeah. And then Dale didn't make it, and um, like in my eyes, No Need for Alarm is 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 better than uh, I wish my cousin George was here. So I was disappointed you two didn't didn't choose that. But you know, I think Larry, we discussed this. The production for you yeah, wasn't kind of just, quite up to it. I, to me, I only, I, I really like. Um... What's the track that I said I liked in it? Do you remember? Um, wrong, wrong place. It's wrong place on that album. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I really, really like that. But um, yeah, the rest of it just doesn't really grab me. There's something about the production style, the kind of sample sources that he's kind of going for, just don't really don't grab me in the same way as his debut did. Yeah, I yeah. think not as think, much personality. I, I, I think his kind of first album is, is the best, and he hasn't really done anything to touch it since to be honest although you know you've got plenty of good tracks and I, and I really like some of his more recent stuff but yeah, yeah. that one just wasn't for me really and yeah, then just no, just yeah. just very quickly there's there's Fat Joe Represent which I think is a really solid album uh, Lords of the Underground which I think is a, is a really good album really kind of like funky upbeat album and another kind of rapper that gets overlooked pretty much every World Cup is KRS-One and Return of the Boom Bap and that's got some classic chaos tracks on it i think sound of the police is on that one yeah yeah as i say tons of albums that could have kind of made the cut uh, for some very big artists but i think you know we're dealing with kind of personal preference and we're dealing with some very very big celebrated albums in our top eight so you know it was really going to be hard to make the cut um so let's just uh, go on to the eight that did make the list uh which are as follows um snoop doggy dogs doggy style um easy ease 
It's on the uh, Dr. Dre 187M Killer. Uh, it's technically an EP, but we've included it here because it's kind of like eight tracks. It, it feels more like an album, and we love it so much that we wanted to include it. In the, in the, in the rock and roll world, like eight, eight tracks makes an album. Yeah, definitely. Certainly these days. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah we've, we've uh, bent the rules slightly on that one. Not that we ever had a rule that you can't include EPs, but there you go. Um, Black Moon, Enter the Stage, uh, A Tribe Called Quest, Midnight Marauders, Wu-Tang Clans, Enter the Wu-Tang 36 Chambers, uh, Souls of Mischief, 93 Till Infinity, Ice Cubes, Lethal Injection, and Never Again by Cam. So that's the eight qualifiers for the 1993 Hip Hop World Cup. Uh, let's move on to round one. So on to round one, and uh, the round one matches were drawn and played earlier today. And the first match uh, saw Easy E's It's On up against Snoop Doggy Dogg's Doggy Style in a clash of the West Coast Titans. Now, gents, this is a massive, massive game. Um, two uh, bitter rivals going up against yeah, each other. two bitter rivals, uh, definitely. Local derby. Um, so in this one, we had um, Doggy Style somewhat predictably winning 3-0 with all three of us voting for Doggy Style. Um, not really a surprise, uh, Larry. What, what, what's your take on this match? Is that was that pretty much a, a foregone conclusion? No, not not at all, really. Um, in fact, True Score has thrown up a bit of a um, bit of a shocker on this one. Although I did vote for Snoop, um, the True Score machine has come out slightly in favour of Easy E. That, that doesn't sound like it's been calibrated properly. I don't know. I think. Um, I think you're probably right. I think ultimately, I don't know, Snoop probably is better, isn't it? But I just, I have a bit of a personal kind of affinity with the Easy e uh, album stroke EP. So I don't know. I mean, um, numbers are a powerful tool, but sometimes there's a bit more to it, a bit more subjectiveness comes yeah. into it and, and sort of muddies think, the result. Yeah, it's definitely a subjective thing, I think. Yeah. But um, I've got, I've, I've, I haven't got only good things to say about Doggy Style either. So, but yeah, don't, we'll, don't we'll think the easy, the easy, easy EP is a bit kind of like repetitive. It's kind, of, I know it's like. Uh, you know, getting back. I'd, to Dr. No, Dr. I'd say I'd, I'd say the same for for Doggy Style. Yeah, yeah, true. But I do. I think I think it's on easy. I mean, it's it's like an absolutely fascinating EP. There's so you could do a whole show on it. It's such a interesting project. You yeah. Know, obviously, it's reactionary. He wanted to get something out to sort of diss Dr. Dre and hit back at him. Yeah. After all the stuff on uh, the Chronic. Yeah. Um, and and uh, for that very reason alone, you know, it, I, I was we were obsessed with it back in the day, weren't we, Larry? You know, yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, a really weird sort of you know name checking Dre like that, um, putting in his name in the title. Yeah, uh, putting the picture of him on the yeah. um, the yeah. cover, oh, the that, cover, yeah. the sticker on the back, having to say that it's got nothing to do with Dr. Dre. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just a really strange project. But the music in it is, you know, a really good example of a West Coast sound. It's really good, really hard. Yeah. really funky this you know the producers on there that's that they you know they've done those beats are producing some of their best work on there yeah well real um, real mfgs is yeah. a is a is a great track isn't it it's, yeah, it's, oh. 
the synth it's on there, it's just, it's just amazing. Danny, I remember you putting this on a mixtape for me and listening yeah. to it and thinking, oh my God, what is what is he saying on here? This is like unbelievable. It's, it's so aggressive in, in kind of... It's a, it's a, I mean, it's it's a slightly kind of, it's a bit of a plodder musically of a track, but I but I love the um, kind of the theme and the lyricism on it so much that I don't yeah. sort of mind it. No, it's, um, very, it's a real sinister... Beat, isn't yeah. it? A real sinister piece of music. Yeah. I think in, in, if, if you kind of look at all of the uh, kind of diss songs that came out, you know, as a result of the NWA fallout, this is, I mean, it's not quite up there with No Vaseline, but yeah, it, it is quite. Um, it's definitely up there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's quite an excoriation, isn't it? Of, yeah. of Dre. I, I think that that's the kind, I, I think this album, you have to. Uh, kind of acknowledge the context yeah. of it and why it why it was kind of uh, recorded, and um, yeah, I mean the whole NWA mythology and story is you know a really interesting thing to me, and um, the kind of the, the crux of it really is the fallout between like Eazy-E and Dr. Dre. I think mm. like more more than Ice Cube leaving. Yeah, well, definitely. Yeah, I think I think for that reason, it's a it's a really dark kind of nut almost nasty angry album i think he's yeah. getting venting a lot of his anger in definitely it. and it's, it's when you think about it it's actually quite upsetting to listen to it when you know the story about what yeah. happens next what happens yeah, next definitely. before and what happens next it's just yeah. a really weird you listen to it and you think oh this is a strange little time capsule of that period. yeah but i think what's what's interesting about it i mean the, the theme of it really is that um it's basically easy like calling out dr dre as a as a fake kind of gangster, isn't he? Basically, whereas, yeah. like Dre's beef with Easy E, was that Easy E was a, a bit of a snake when it came to money and stitching the rest of the the group up, which is a fair point. Um, but yeah, what what Easy E has done, what he's able to do, is um, a lot worse than that. He's kind of exposed Dr. Dre as as, not, as being like a fake hard man, mm. which is like not something you want to be in hip hop at all. Like, you know, Dre's whole image was tied up in being, you know, from the streets and boasting mm. about criminal Smoking activity, chronic. all that stuff. But yeah. actually it was easy. You had those proper yeah. credentials in the streets. He's a real gangster. Um, like, that's gangster. it. And, it's, and, it's, and, and he brings in like, you know, Dreyster and BG Knockout on this, mm. both of whom were proper kind of gang bangers. And yeah, like you say, with that picture of Dre mm. in the inlay and stuff, just making, yeah. making mocking, a mockery, just mocking his manhood, and yeah, he's mocking him. Um, he's mocking him with the picture, and he's mocking him with the, you know the title and all that. He's also mocking him with the music because yes. you know Real yeah. MFNGs is kind of like a faux. It's not a faux G funk sound, but it's kind of like he, he's he's mimicking the, the yeah, sound from the Chronic. Yeah, and, but they using do it really it well, him. using it yeah. against him. Um, and I just think for that reason, they've really gone in, like they've really gone to town to get that yeah. like, sinister heart. G-Funk sound I just think it's such a great track Yeah, and, and throughout this album really, I mean it's on the actual title track is quite hard oh, that's been quite yeah, that's great. Well. it's on it's, it's my favourite on there I think but yeah. just imagine how Dre must have felt like like when this came out and just yeah. seeing that picture being yeah. made public and stuff he would he would have absolutely hated it I think he probably shed a yeah. few tears if I'm being honest definitely um, any last thoughts on Easy e before we move on to the next match Steve well, yeah I, I, just to go back to what I said really is that I think it, it is repetitive because it just does is him but then there's there's some like random tracks that are chucked in that aren't dissing him like the the boys in the hood remix yeah 
And yeah. give me that nut. Let's let's. Oh, that's that's that, 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 is, that is easy exemplified. It's yeah. funky and it's funny and it's easy. Yeah, I love so, that. And the, it's one a, of the things. Track. Oh, it's a great track. Yeah, I love the beat. It's really funky. And I, what I, one of the things I'd always love on the details is they use an outtake from "Just Don't Bite It" towards yes. the end of the girl, yeah, the woman yeah. laughing. Yeah, I love that. And it makes you think like he's got all these this vault of all these like acapellas of all these recording okay. sessions, and he's dug yeah. into it. And I, all I can picture is him going through those to find something to use. The same with the um, you know the acapella for. Um, yeah, express yourself that he uses at the start of Don't the last week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. That, and that's that. and that and again, that's just something that completely nails Dre. His whole like he made an album called The Chronic. Yeah. And and there he is, like a couple years late a couple years previous, saying that he doesn't smoke yeah. weed at all. It's just brilliant. That is brilliant. So anyway, uh, yeah, I mean that's um that was a sort of looks like a very uh, a formality for Doggy Style there, but um but you know, it, it, from what you're saying, it wasn't. It was a bit closer than it sounds, really. Come on, y'all, get locked, get down. Damn hot, welcome. In your town, come on, come on, y'all, get locked, get down. Damn hot, welcome. In your town, your town. The second game uh, in round one saw uh, the Wu-Tang Clans enter the Wu-Tang 36 Chambers, go up against uh, Cam's Never Again. Uh, rather unsurprisingly, again, 36 Chambers uh, took this one, but by two to one. Yeah, shocking. Um, shocking. Yeah, well, let, let's dig into it. I mean, I voted for the, I voted for Cam uh, to make it 2-1 because as, as a sound and as a hip-hop album, it's more up my street than Wu-Tang. It's kind of the sound is a bit more... Yeah, I get that. Uh, yeah, it's, it just doesn't... Well, I don't really want to get bogged down in my whole attitude towards Wu-Tang. I'm going to let you two talk about Wu-Tang. <laughs> but I think, I all I can you... do, all I can do is vote for what I listen to more, yeah. okay? And back in 93, I listened to Cam a lot more than I did Wu-Tang Clan. I barely listened to Wu-Tang Clan's album. Um, so it probably says more about me than it does about the albums. But uh, but Steve, let's... I mean, what, what are your thoughts on Cam? Well, yeah, actually, I, I, I should probably try to kind of like hold my tongue in, in your kind of opinions on, on the Wu-Tang album compared to No, go to for Cam. it. Go well, for it. No, because it is your kind of perf- personal preference, and that's absolutely absolutely fine. And, and, I'm, and I'm just thankful that Larry voted uh, Wu-Tang through at the same time. But, you know, I, I, I hadn't listened to Never Again. That's This is the first time I've kind of listened to it. I've never heard of, heard of it, so it was kind of really slept on. I was really really glad to kind of come across the album it's it's got a kind of really funky west coast sounds classic samples and i think like you know like i kind of like interested in the kind of lyrics and the rappers and it, it is really interesting to listen to it's, it's a little bit political just an enjoyable album so it's it's definitely gonna be one i'm going to keep going back and listening to so thank you daniel that's all right that's good, good, good to hear yeah no no worries um and what are your thoughts on cam larry is it one that you listen to no it's weird actually bizarrely i did have the album at the time it was one of the one of the first albums i had on cd yeah and, and the reason i had it is that we we've got like a shared acquaintance who wasn't into hip-hop at all but he did own this album on cd and i've i've never understood why he had it how he how it came into his possession but but i eventually owned it um but i never listened to it and um yeah listening again this week i i can sort of see why really it's kind of, I would just say it's fine. Like the first four tracks or so have really good beats. 
And I was listening to those thinking, oh, have I, have I, have I been missing out on this? If I made a kind of a big mistake? Um, and, like the music never veers into bad territory. No. But but they're kind of unremarkable beats for a, for an unremarkable rapper. Is, is yeah, yeah. I say really, I, I wouldn't say he was a particularly sort of talented, gift you know, gifted rapper. Um, but it, the, yeah, the album, as you know, I gravitate towards the beats more than the rapping. Yeah, um, and it's full of great beats. It's funky West Coast good, stuff. Yeah. yeah, they're very good. I, I like uh, you know they've got that Ice Cube affiliation. I think he produced it a lot of it. I was at least involved in. in yeah, the, how many cousins has Ice Cube got? It's crazy. Yeah. Everyone, everyone in Compton, and uh, yeah, it's it's just uh, it's just a really nice nice album. One of the things I just think it's an underrated album. I just uh, yeah, and I think he's um, as a rapper, he kind of he makes up for his lack of technique with his views. You know, he's a very outspoken rapper. Yeah. He's got lots of um, lots of things to say. He's a bit, in fact, to the point where he's a bit of a misery. Like it, I just I had a look through the list of the things he doesn't like and the things he, he has a go out on this album, and they yeah. include stereotypes. Christmas, Halloween, Easter, yeah. pork, and the white man. So uh, it's a pretty comprehensive list of gripes there. Is he like um, a like a five percenter? Yeah, probably. Yeah, NOI um, kind of. Yeah. yeah, and I just like I was listening to it going, yeah, he doesn't. There's not a lot he does like really. But that's, that makes um, it interesting. That's why I think I liked it. It was just he, he like no one was, no was rapping about that stuff. Holiday yeah. madness. Holiday Madness, yeah, and he, he's kind of like he, he's, he's giving the alternative view on all these things that we just take as kind of, yeah. you know, as red. And I, I like that. I think it's a good uh, stance to take, but I do think it makes him sound a little bit of a misery. He, he was angry at the same kind of things that Ice Cube was was angry at. Yeah. Do you think Ice Cube um, was in his ear going? Uh, I mean, you, the thing is, with their connection, I, th I, I was thinking earlier, like the only the only reason I can really think of that you would listen to this album. Is kind of is when you've lent out your Ice Cube albums to somebody, and you, and you want to hear the next best thing, and, and this is kind of what you've got. Yeah. I think like he's a decent enough rapper, but like his voice isn't unique. Um, he isn't charismatic enough to command your attention. Um, yeah, he's just a bit kind of uninspiring to listen yeah. to. I think really, it doesn't like someone. I, I get what you're saying about the, the music's good, the stuff that he's talking about is good. He's not a bad lyricist, but he just he doesn't have the charisma to kind of to pull you in or to, or to pull me in anyway. Yeah, I do. Th I think his verse on Colorblind on, on Death Certificates uh, of a better representation. Yeah, of him. you're right. Yeah, that's yeah, really he's good. great on that. Um, I think he's great on this as well. But you know, you either, it's one of those things you either gravitate towards it or you don't. But it's, it, it's interesting that it made it onto the list. Um, I don't but, think I, could, I don't think I could, I could pick his voice out of <laughs> out of a voice lineup. Yeah, I actually like his second album as well, Made in America. It's got some absolute bangers on that one in '95. Um, I haven't heard that. Battle Cat. He, he's, got, he's, he's, he's got he's got a verse on a DJ Quick track on Safe and Sound, hasn't he? And it's yes. a, and it's and it's and it's a recycled verse from one of these songs, I think. Oh right. Uh, oh, I need to. I'm pretty sure. I'm about that, pretty yeah. sure it's a recycled verse from somewhere. Yeah. He thought, I like, uh, this is a good one. This this is a keeper. Yeah. I'm going to use this yeah, twice. Use this twice. Yeah, well, stand-up comedians do it. Why can't he? Exactly. Um, cool. All right. So that was a, you know, in the, in the circumstances, of, you know, closer than it probably should have been 2-1 win for 36 Chambers, which we'll talk about more in the semi-final. next game in round one was um, 
Souls of Mischief's 93 till infinity uh, versus Midnight Marauders by A Tribe Called Quest. Uh, this was another narrow 2-1 victory for uh, Midnight Marauders. Again, I was the dissenting voice voting for Souls of Mischief. <laughs> Absolutely mad. The maddest of mad opinions I've ever, I ever come across in this whole enterprise. I just like, I just like, I don't know, I just like staying true to to, to the 1993 Danny. Yeah. But who, it, is a, who, that is, it is a great album, 93 to Infinity. Yeah, no, it's great. And, but the, the 1993 Danny didn't listen to Midnight Marauders that much and didn't like it very much oh. and did listen to 93 to Infinity a lot more. But I know you, because I knew, I knew I would be the dissenting voice and I knew you would vote for it. So this is why I didn't, this is why I went for 93. Yeah. Because I knew it would get through anyway. So I, um, so why, you know, what, why is uh, 93 Till Infinity not a better album than Midnight Marauders? Yeah, I mean, I, th I think for me, I, mean, I never owned this album at the time for some reason. Uh, I'm kind of aware of how um, revered it is by people, and I, I can't really explain why I've, why I've never bothered to get into it. Um, it's got some really nice kind of crisp production on it. It's, mm. it's quite reminiscent of the first Far Side album, uh, I think, like lyrically and mus musically. Would you, would you agree with that? Yeah, a bit yeah. of a similar kind of ilk. Similar sort of energy behind it. Um, yeah, quite so mad. They, they, they got quite similar kind of voices yeah. as well. Yeah, um, could almost be the same group for me, really, but albeit not quite as good. Um, I was I was looking through the kind of production um, credits earlier. Like I thought this sounds sounds a little bit Dell like. Yeah. And so exactly. yeah, so it, it was no surprise to see that he was on there. And one of Danny's um, favorite producers, Domino. Is yep. it? Is it actually? Is it Domino? As no, in, no, I, no. It's Domino oh, from High Road. You know, it's not. Uh, it's, there's, there's two. There's Domino, the sing-song rapper, who had an album in '93, which I almost made my list, and also the yeah, the hieroglyphics producer Domino, who was responsible for this, and um, like you know, Casual Sphere itself and things like that. So, um, yeah, Domino's a great producer, and I think this is probably some of his best work. Yeah, it's um, got quite a sort of fun party-ish sort of sound yeah. to it i think i think i'd probably be quite into it if i'd had it at the time yeah um but kind of, but listening to it like this time around sort of by the end of it i was quite happy to leave it behind really it's it's, it's a bit kind of wearing to listen to i think they've all got sort of quite whiny voices yeah i kind of i can see that point of view i can see how, how you're thinking that Steve, and, actually, what are your thoughts? And, and i think actually the title track is a bit of an overrated track as well i know that that's like oh. an absolute classic i don't i just don't really like the sort of pitched up like instrumentation in it yeah. i just find it a bit wearing oh yeah i'm gonna have to disagree on that yeah, one I yeah i disagree there that's one of my favorite like singles i think from that kind of era it's just yeah yeah lots of people say that it's just one of those you know like the the um Hip hop single, like a Troy kind of thing. Like a Troy, like a Who Got the Props. It's it's one of those. It's kind of like one of those recognised of yeah. singles. But yeah, I mean everything you said is fair. Um, I, I just I, I voted for it. I listened to it more than Tribe. Um, I just I think it's inventive. It's complex, intellectual. It was the kind of birth of that hieroglyphic sound. You know, weird, obscure, jazzy samples. And yeah, and, that, and that's why this was such a good. That's why this was such a good tie, Danny. Because like Midnight Marauders and and uh, to Infinity, they're not kind of gangster rap albums, are they? They're not kind of the really gritty other raw sounds that we've got from this year. So uh, yeah, it's really nice to kind of put them up against each other. Yeah, very jazz orientated. Yeah, really in terms jazzing. of like, the music, there was not similar, but you know they they take a, diff a similar approach. Let's say. Uh, but like Midnight Marauders kind of clearly does it a bit better, maybe. But um, 
but yeah, so that was a that was a two one win for Midnight Marauders there. Coming on to the final match in round one, um, which is another East v West battle. Uh, we have uh, Ice Cube's Lethal Injection up against uh, Enter the Stage by Black Moon. Um, this one was a 2-1 victory, and which is fairly surprising for me. This uh, is very surprising. Victory. Yeah, a real surprise. 2-1 victory for Lethal Injection by Ice Cube. Um, it's surprising because I'm, I didn't think that you two would put Ice Cube over Black Moon, but clearly I was wrong. So, yeah. Uh, do you want to explain that one, Steve? Yeah, no, I, I, I surprised myself. I kind of looked at both albums, ended up voting for Lethal Injection, but believing that you two would, would vote for Enter the Stage to kind of make me feel better. And I think when I went back and listened to it, I probably thought I was going to like it more than I actually did. And it has got good rap and it's got some absolute classic tracks on there. You know, Who Got Props, Buck em Down. How many MCs? They're all really, really good. And there's, I wouldn't say there's any bad tracks on there, but there's lots of average ones on there. Yeah. And then Lethal Injection, which we'll talk about in the next round. I'm, I, this is my favorite Ice Cube album, and it's very different from all his other ones. It's, it's much funkier, I think, and he's probably a bit less angry if that's possible for Ice Cube. Mm. Yeah, that's a good um, point. But it was, you know, I think if you were going to bet ten pounds down in which one I was going to, I was going to choose. I'd normally go for the gritty Aurora sound event of the stage, but I couldn't. Yeah, so I well, couldn't absolutely. Because I'm such a sad sack, I, I made some predictions about what you two would vote for. <laughs> I, I had this as a three 0 win for Enter the Stage, so I don't. Yeah. I don't it is. Know where it is. It is, it is. It is a surprise. Yeah. Uh, Larry, so what what what's your take on on Black Moon and why why? Yeah, I mean, do you know what I I do I I it did shock me that I came to this conclusion. I think one of the issues with Black Moon, it's it's what I would call a Danny special, this album, in the same way as um like sitting on Chrome, like <laughs> yeah, an edited yeah. like you did an edited version of this for me. Um, which got sort of it cuts out some of some of the uh, the chaff. Yeah, yeah. Um like for me, it starts with the second track, like yeah. Edward's talk shit. Yeah. Um, which to me is a is a much better choice of an opener for an album. They should have had that first, really. Um, yeah, I'd like just get, going back to when we sort of talked about Smith and Wesson in a previous episode. I I love that beat miner's sound, and I was really kind of heavily yeah. influenced by it for my own productions. But this just isn't as good an album as The Shining, um, and I think it's just it's because it's a lot more of a one note album. Yeah. Like The Shining kind of varied the sound up quite a bit. But on this, like 80% of the tracks are basically like a heavily filtered bassy loop, which opens up during the chorus. And when it works, it's absolutely fantastic. Like Who Got The Props would be the, um, sorry, Buck and Down would be like mm. the chief example of that. I remember that just blowing me away when I first heard it. Um, but by the time you get to tracks like Act Like You Want It, 
I got you at open, enter the stage, and you demand. It start. I could just sort of do without with most of those. Really, they're a bit. Mm. Um, it's wearing thin at that point. It's quite. Um, it's quite interesting, though, isn't it? That, that that sort of you're kind of looking for a consistency of sound in albums, aren't you? Everybody yes. else is the best albums are ones that have a consistent sound all the way through. Yeah, but, but, but you've got to, when you've it, got to tread yeah. a right line, haven't you? That's between it. between being. Um, samey yeah and consistent like do you do you agree with that one that this one is just a bit it just doesn't really kind of deviate too much from that template yeah, yeah. i totally agree yeah you you two know more about the kind of production side than i do but but for the way that i listen to it it tries to kind of be raw and, and sparse but it just doesn't it's just not interesting enough yeah and like yeah if you look at the other really rugged raw album from this year wu-tang which is Wu -Tang, it, yeah. it's it's just a lot more exciting and, and varied and i don't know this one but it, but don't get me wrong this has got like who got the props is one of my all-time favorite uh tracks it's got one of the best loops ever on it it's the massive. rapping is just brilliant yeah. the scratching on the chorus i absolutely love um, yeah that is it, one of, it's one of the best hip-hop tracks of all it time. really is and, and, no the, and the video question. is just a per, it's it is 93 new york hip-hop distilled just makes you want to put on a big pair of like timberland boots and a big yeah. big coat and just do a really exaggerated head nodding dance yeah jump around i think i think i think this album in general actually is is a really good encapsulation of the 1993 sound yeah past that alien test if you had some really weird aliens came down and yeah their mission to save their home planet was to find out what 1993 <laughs> hit yeah like on, on planet earth for some reason yeah you could give them this album happily um and and they take it back and they would probably save their planet from being blown up yeah, um, because it's it's really is what 1993 was all about. It was you know, great. Like, there, there are some some brilliant brilliant tracks on it, like Slave as well. Got a really really nice loop. Yeah, um, yeah. another yeah. kind of filter down special, but really yeah. good. How many MCs is a, is a classic. Yeah, like that baseline is brilliant. Yeah. Um, the Hydra yeah. break, you just can't go wrong with the Hydra. Yeah, example. I do. I, I go along with that. I do. Like I, I for me, it's. An album of phases, so it kind of it starts out with powerful impact, which I I never really liked. That's that I don't think that's a great album opener. But then you get into this block of ends talk shit, who got the props, yeah. act like you want it, and buck them buck down. Them down. Yeah. Like, like, that, yeah, that, that, that run that of four, solid run. Yeah, that run of four yeah. is amazing, right? Yeah. But then it switches, it goes into blacksmith and western, some get wrecked, make money, slave. Yeah, four tracks. I just always like I, I found them quite boring, and I would yeah. always skip on to "I Got You Open," which I love. Yeah. It's kind of got that really nice lazy funk to it, uh, and then you go through like that one. Shit is real. Enter the stage. How many MCs? And I think there's three phases to it. I think you know that it goes from good to bad to good, and it's one. That's the reason why I never very often put it on and listen to it all the way through. It wasn't yeah. one of those albums for me. Um, you but, yeah, you definitely pick pick tracks out of this one. Oh yeah, and I, I can see why you made me like an edited version of this. Yeah, which seems to be a recurring theme of this. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, it, it is a it's a it's a patchy sort of sporadic album, but the sound that it captures is much more. I, I much preferred it to Lethal Injection, which is why it got my vote. Uh, loads of great singles, you know, and and enough tracks on it to make me prefer it to Ice Cube. Yeah, I think it has, It has. if you really kind of may put a gun to my head, I think the, the, the general sound of it is one that I prefer to the to Lethal yeah. Injection, probably. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I'd agree. I, I, do, I do love that. It is, like, it exemplifies that kind of rugged, gritty yeah. New York sound. Yeah, but the other thing I 
thought about. They don't often go on about guns a lot as well, don't they? Yeah. Almost every other line is about how he's got a gun and how he's going to shoot yeah. a gun. That's yeah. The, yeah. Give it, give it a rest buckshot, shorty. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, so it didn't win. It's not through. Ice Cube gets through 2-1 uh, uh, and, go, yeah, goes through to the Hip Hop World Cup semifinals. So, look, it's, it's going to be an interesting um, yeah. battle Wu-Tang in the next round. We've got Doggy Style, Enter the Wu-Tang, Midnight Marauders and Lethal Injection. Um, God only knows how this is going to go, but we'll find mm, out uh, in the next close. round. Yeah, going to be close. Hi, you join us here pitch side at the San Siro in Milan for the semi-finals of the Hip Hop World Cup 1993. Uh, we're going over to Steve now to start the draw for the semi-finals uh, over there in his cutting edge studio. Uh, who, who are you with there uh, this week, Steve? Well, it's a bit of a, a, a sticky situation really because Danny has spent so much money recently yeah. that the budget has been completely blown. So. There I am, kind of like phoning around trying to get like you know hip hop stars for free. They just well, I had to, I had to get, I had to get your studio integrated to the FIFA mainframe, which was not cheap. You know, it has to be directly plugged in so you get all the stats and figures. Larry, I think we're going to have to kind of do some sort of audit of Danny's. I uh, know. The thing is, here. thing is, thing is, Danny, you said you said this money was for medicine for your family when we first invested. It's a form in of this. medicine. Yeah. And but I was, what? I was, I was happy to pay that money for, for your family's medicine. But this. Like, like you know, press junkets and I don't know, just it's, week- it's, weekends away. Like me and Steve don't get to come on these no. things. Laughter, the laughter is, is the thing. best form of medicine, and we all know that. Yeah. And look, do do you or do you not want to see Steve floating in a green screen studio? I that do. Makes, but, that makes but, it look like I, he's. Yeah. Yes. But this is an audio format. Like we said, we've told you this before. Yes, yeah. but it adds to the verisimilitude if we can see it happening. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Well, well, I've, I have okay. actually managed to pull a rabbit out of the hat here, um, okay. and I've got somebody for free. He's not doing much these days. Uh, it's uh, former DJ Tim Westwood. Tim Westwood. So what has he been up to since being shot. Can I can I just address actually one thing um, from a kind of housekeeping point of view? That there was talk in the press a couple of weeks ago about there being Danny a, a breakaway competition from the Hip Hop World Cup. Like it's some kind of super league that you, yeah, the were, that you were trying to organise. Yeah. But that, um, that came up against quite a bit of opposition, didn't you, for that? I did, yeah. We were having talks behind the scenes. We got buy-in from several clubs and yeah. several hip-hop artists and producers. And for whatever reason, uh, the hip-hop fans turned against it. They didn't yeah. want it. You know, they saw it as elitist. Uh, they saw it as a money grab, much yeah. like Nas, with, it was written, and didn't want it. Uh, so yeah, we've had to put that. Can you on can the, you uh, can you confirm that that's it's not just on ice? That is that you you put that to bed now. We've we've put it to bed for yeah. a few months uh, for a consultation. And actually, there will be sanctions for the next World Cup that Larry and I will be checking which albums you're putting in to make yeah. sure there's there's no kind of funny business. Okay, some of, some of my favourite albums get banned because. <laughs> 
because of all the financial irregularities. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Fair enough. I can't argue with that. Anyway, so we're going to do the the semi final. Okay, draw. Um, Tim Westwood's uh, shaking his balls. Um, give it a good shake, Tim. Steady on, Tim. Right here he goes. First one out of his bag is it's lethal injection. Ice cubes out first. Ice cube. Closely followed by enter the Wu Tang. Wow. And then uh, just just to make sure that the other two balls are, uh, are correct in there. Yep, it's Midnight Marauders against Doggy Style in the other semi-final. Great, Ice Cube versus Wu Tang and Tribe versus Snoop Doggy Dog. Thanks, Tim. Um, you got any uh, new project? Oh, you can't talk. Sorry. Okay. Um, right. Well, let's let's crack right on with our um, first match: Ice Cube's Lethal Injection versus Wu Tang. Um, this one. Uh, is an interesting matchup, Steve. Uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, crikey, yeah. So, uh, start with uh, Lethal Injection. So, like I said earlier, my, yeah, this is my favorite Ice Cube album. Uh, I, I think the first five tracks are really, really strong. Uh, yeah. I just absolutely love it. You just, and even when you get to kind of Bop Gun, you know, full disclosure here, I can listen to the whole 10 minutes of that track without wanting to skip. There's just something about it that just wants to keep you going. It's You're probably George, me. Yeah, it's, probably, <laughs> it's probably George Clinton. He's just an absolute legend. Um, and then the album does, I think, for me, peter out towards the end. But, you know, I think it was a real eye-opener for me going back and just enjoying this album. It's, I don't know what you two feel. It's probably for me. It's, it feels like a funkier album than his than his other albums. And yep. Um, and maybe that's why I like it a bit. Yeah. A bit, a bit more. Yeah, I, I I do. I go along with that. I do. I do think it's a much more a different a different type of Ice Cube we get on this album. A different sound. It's a lot smoother. Um, the production was largely handled by QD3, which is Quincy Jones's son. Yeah. Um, we did a lot of the music for uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Um, so very smooth, very G-Funk-led uh, sound. Um, but I think in, in, in making that switch to like more party tracks, you kind of smooth off some of the edges of Ice Cube. Yeah, um, yeah there is that. And it's less angry, less urgent, which probably, you know, it might be a good thing, but it just, you kind of get that more Hollywood. It's the start of that Hollywood cube. Uh, it's just party, party jams, smoother sound. And for some reason, that just doesn't quite doesn't quite grab me as much as his previous albums. I like that angry, urgent sort of in-your-face Ice Cube with, you know, the Death Certificate and the, even mm. the Predator. Um, some of the classic that, tracks, though. Oh yeah, Ghetto Bird is yeah. is, is, Ghetto Bird is a great brilliant. Track. It's really. I was just going to say that you know there are some absolute bangers on this album. Ghetto Bird and you know how we do it. Yeah, really. Ghetto Bird well. tracks are just just really nice. Um, and, and, and there are loads of other good tracks, but it's just a bit more, pat, it's, a, it's patchy for me. Um, you know, I, I didn't even put this in my top 10, let alone let alone vote for it. Yeah, um, it surprises me. Yeah. Just never gravitated towards it like I did his earlier album. I was I was, I was the same, to be honest. I've, I've never really paid a massive amount of attention to it, like, other than just knowing that I liked those kind of first three tracks a lot. Um, and, and I, yeah, didn't sort of realise how good some of the other tracks Kind of later on in the album is it's definitely better than the predator i think um which isn't necessarily saying all that much um i think what's kind of 
good about the first two albums is that they they kind of pick like a production team or a particular production sound and stick to it they're quite they're both sort of really cohesive albums mm. and this one is a bit of a weird mishmash of styles yeah. um it's kind of I would say that at least half of the tracks on here, you could sort of broadly describe them as quite sort of G-Funk-esque kind yeah. of sound. Well, that's QD3's thing, isn't it? Exactly. But I, I think I would have really liked it if you'd just committed to that sound a bit, a bit more on the album. Hmm. Um, you've actually got a couple tracks here, like uh, Lil Ass G and Enemy. They sound like they could actually have fitted quite well yeah. on Death Certificate. Absolutely, they're, yeah. They're really good tracks, actually. I didn't realise how, how good they were. Um, you've also got... So, yeah, I, I think you've also got, like, When I Get to Heaven, it's a really good track, but there's a, there's a remix of it that's on the Bootlegs and B-Side albums from 94, mm. which is musically more in, this, in the kind of G-Funk style. And there are also some other tracks on that Bootlegs and B-Sides album, like uh, My Skin Is My Sin, um, uh, Robin Hood, Two in the Morning, that are all a bit more kind of G-Funky. And I would have liked to have seen those, like heard those on this album, instead of those kind of tracks that don't fit that G-Funk yeah. style. Yeah, he could have pick, picked a lane, couldn't he? And just picked stuck a lane, it. stuck in it. I thought like, if, yeah. if he'd have done that, and if he'd have maintained the quality of like the first three tracks, this could would have been like a real return to form for Cube, and it might even have been my favourite Cube album because those first, like the really dough ghetto bird, and you know how we do yeah. it. Like th those are three of his best ever tracks. I think I absolutely love those. Um, so yeah, just a bit of a disappointing album. Um, yeah, that, yeah, that just, sort just, of just could, could have been a classic, really. But it just yeah, just a bit 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 too much bit too much of a mishmash and just not not as focused as, as, as it could have been yeah that mixture of styles is to its detriment definitely it's a really good point you make about a little sg because that does sound like it could have come off you know death difficult or, or maybe even the, the predator it's, it's a jinx production so it, yeah it's you know that that's maybe it was an outtake from one of those earlier yeah, albums maybe. it certainly it certainly I, I have to, i have to assume like those tracks that i mentioned like you know robin hood two in the morning you don't want to fuck with these my skin yeah. is my sin. They, they must have all come from these kind of sessions, I would have thought. Yeah, um, yeah. Or, or, or been kind of B-sides and remixes or, or, you know, for these, for this album. So, yeah, it just would have been so much better, I think, if they were all on there. I might, I might make myself a little kind of album, like a little mm. playlist. Um, yeah. So... Um... So, Steve, any sort of um, low points on this album for you? Like, what, what would you say was the worst track on here? Um, I don't actually like uh, when I get to heaven. I it just that's definitely a skipper for me. Yeah. If, if I, I when I get towards the end, I, I very rarely get past make it rough, make it smooth. If I, yeah. I, I probably listen to that and then that that's it for me. Yeah, down for whatever is probably. I mean, it's interesting, different sonically, but I just I never liked that one. Forgettable, sort of slow. It is, and I don't like the bit at the beginning where he says my feet hurt as well. He goes, <laughs> yeah, my feet hurt. I just I'd never love that. I think um, I'm just losing yeah. interest. I think actually, what I do is I go back to the beginning and just listen to the beginning again. It's so they're yeah. so good. They're so good, aren't they? Those first those first three tracks are just brilliant. Like KH yeah. is quite good as well. It's a bit of a pretty horrible, yeah. sort of right. racist kind of. Yeah, yeah. it's quite shocking track, to listen to. It is. But but musically it's it's pretty pretty decent though. In, in yeah. fact, I'd go so far to say like 
the first seven tracks because what can I do? Well, the first six because the first is an intro. But yeah, what can I do? I, I do like that one as well. Yeah, I think that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. So flipping it over to Wu Tang oh, then, oh, oh. how does it compare? I mean, this is probably a silly question, can't, really. Can't compare. No. So why? What? So you know, what is it about Wu Tang? Why? What is it about Wu Tang that you love so much, Steve? Come on, break it down. The album itself starts so so brilliantly it's the first track is just amazing because in that yep. first like in the first 20 seconds you get that amazing do you think your wu-tang star could defeat me sample then you get the really hard and sparse drums coming in and then it's the rizza and it's like just so aggressive bring the mf ruckus and and then even better is the first verse is ghostface and i think yeah. larry I, what one of his said, best it's just a great verse as well it's a great verse but it's also I think going back to something that stuck with me from a previous episode when you said about Ghostface being the one of the greatest rappers of all time and, and, yeah. and probably the best Wu-Tang rapper and it's just I think it's ironic that he goes first he's the yeah. first one that we hear properly rapping on this album um, and I just I think every track everyone's like, got a good verse on Bring the Ruckus as well well I, I th- I think every track on this album is amazing. This this would be my desert island disc that I could take away and just really? never, never get fed up with. You know, you've got you know, plan in the front up, uh, you know, 30, when you know, just get that start at the beginning. It goes up from the thirty six chambers. Yeah, that's brilliant. It's just amazing. Clan in the front is a great jizzer solo oh, record. Jizzer's just, it's just just as good as anything on Liquid Swords. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because jizzer quite often goes last on lots of records but he gets his kind of own, own one here because yeah. nobody wants to kind of follow him because he's he's so good yeah uh i have to then, say i have to, yeah i have to say it's a really tight like essentially there's there's 11 tracks i mean yeah. it's a really tight well sequenced strong album every track is memorable every single one has you know great production great verses um, in my head, it was always a bit more overblown than, than it actually is. But essentially, there's like 11 tracks on it, and they're all yeah. good. They're all and amazing. I, yeah, I totally, I totally get why this is such a revered album. Like Danny, um, you're, you're more of a sort of hip hop. Well, you know, maybe, maybe both of you are actually more more kind of hip hop historians than me. Do you think? Like, I can't really think of anything that sounded like this. Like, it doesn't seem to have like any kind of predecessor, like no. stylistically. No, it's kind I, of I like go along with it. Yeah. It's kind of like raw and gritty, but so soulful at the same time. Yeah, I think. What, I think yeah, I mean, he, I think what what was different about it was that it was so raw and so kind of like he it's didn't care if something hard. was a slightly off beat or that was like didn't I said, fit yeah. the to- didn't fit the key of the song or something. He would just bring these yeah. samples in and out, and it was so kind of chaotic. I think that approach was different. Everything before was kind of married up and matched up and it was all very sort of routine mm-hmm. whereas this really kind of pulled the rug and and suddenly you had all these weird sounds dropping in and out and then you know the, the kung fu samples and all that sort yeah. of thing and i don't remember anything like this happening before i said before about how kind of rizza you see it, it has bits where it sounds like he's got like malfunctioning machines mm. like there's, there's that bits like on the end of bring the ruckus where it kind of just there's this stuttering kind of did, 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 like yeah, sample yeah. bit. And it just sounds like the machine's knackered or something. Yeah, and he, he I, plays bass lines over it that just have these weird, these bass lines that just kind of come in and they support, but they're not always, yeah. they don't always fit the sample. So it's just, it's, it's sloppy, but yeah. in such a, such a really nice, it's but, such a great, Yeah, uh, it's it's like a really, um, 
it just catches you off guard. Yeah, like but, but it's it. always got that driving rhythm behind it. You know, he knows his brakes. He's got all those the brakes and the beats. Yeah. There's always got that, that hard underpinning rhythm. Really so, hard drums. Yeah, yeah, um, really hard. And like on Bring the Ruckus, like he uses like a finger snap mm. in it. I mean, it's but it's a re- it's like the the hardest finger snap you will ever hear anywhere. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, th- it, yeah. and, and and it's kind of and this album is just the complete uh, antithesis of uh, like the G funk sound that was kind of you know riding high this year. Um, but I have to say, like when this album first came out, like I remember, like me and my mate Dave were, were kind of really into like the whole G funk thing, and we would come and borrow like CDs from you, Danny, and th- this yeah. was one of them, and we were just scratching our heads over it. Like, just didn't understand it, didn't like it. Um, and it took me like a year or so to catch up with it, I think. And eventually it clicked with me for some reason. Yeah, it's really interesting you say that because it is a, it was a, it was a grower. Like, as I say, like, you know how I feel about Wu-Tang. Like, I'm not the biggest Wu-Tang uh, fan, but it, it kind of, when I first got it, I didn't like it and um, I didn't understand it. It took me a while to decipher it. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't when I was listening to it for the first time I didn't really understand what I was listening to and I think I yeah. I think that affected me going forward I didn't perhaps give it the time that it that I needed to give it and therefore that affected my ongoing perception of it that, that sort yeah. of lingers to this like, day it, it, if you were listening to like you know doggy style this year like yeah. this could not be more different could it no it's it couldn't no, no I didn't I didn't I didn't have a lot of time for it when it when it came out, and because because of, of you know doggy style and all that sort of stuff, I just didn't yeah. give it the time I needed to give it in order to understand yeah. it, and therefore it's affected my my sort of perception of it. But having returned to it for this and and over the years, listened to it again and again, I actually I really do understand why it's such yeah. a revered album. I can it really is, hear it, everything it is, about it. It is great. Like they, it's the like RZA. It's just, it's just such a kind of like caustic like excoriating sound mm. it's um like th- there's something about like you know you know more Danny, but your kind of sample knowledge is better than mine but he, he seems to be sort of looking for his samples in different places than like most of his peers were at this point in time like yeah. even even kind of the other like new like east coast producers like riz's stuff it's kind of less jazzy and funky less smooth um, it's probably more of a sort of kind of classic soul sound. Well, some of them are, yeah, definitely. I mean, Cream and um, Tears, you know, they, they really can't it all be yeah. so simple. They, they but it, but they it's, take... a, it, it, it's a kind of soul. It, yeah, that's not, a kind of soul, yeah. It's, it's a, kind of, yeah. it's, it lay, it leans, it, you know, again, I don't, I might be talking out of my ass here, but it's, it's, I think it leans more towards like, it's producers like Isaac Hayes and Willie Mitchell, mm. maybe even different labels like Stax that have just got a particular kind of sound it's just more of a kind of raw stripped down sound yeah, to yeah. Them. Um, you've got you've got for me you've got a couple types of RZA track you've got those kind of ones that take a chunk of an old soul song from that era you know yeah. the Al Greens and the well I think it's a Wendy Rene tr- track on Tears and um, yeah uh, who is it on um, Can It All Be So Simple I think it's um, that's um, let me, let me have a look. I think it's Gladys Knight isn't it yes I think so Gladys Knight. Yeah, so you've got that sort of track where he takes a it takes a loop and into yeah. a very soul the old soul as well. Um, yeah, and then you've got the other type where it's kind of like a really hard beat, and he takes I don't know just a chunk of a piano, yeah. and then maybe even just pitch it up and down a bit just to create this kind of melody with the with the piano. Yeah, like I don't know where the, a, yeah. like the like the piano or method man. I don't know where yeah, that, that comes from. Don't know where that comes from. You know, uh, kind of in the front, all that, all those sorts. There's a very s- slight sample. Yeah. 
that, that he Wu, loops up. And it's Wu, Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Samples like a, a 60s cartoon. Right. Yeah, you can hear that. Yeah. Thing. yeah, you I can. Love it's got, that sample. Like, yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. So, Spanish, you know what we've got to talk about is the genius of RZA matching those beats to those rappers. Yeah, that's it. Because all of those rappers are individually incredible and they are, the they're, they're so they're so original as well they've all they're all mm. so unique they don't sound like anyone else like yeah. in the rap game uh, no. up until this point yeah no, you're what? right you're right steve they, the, the, the beats fit the rappers to a uh, like a glove yeah. like the bit so where, where method man comes in on shame on an end yeah. Your RZA, your RZA, hit me with the major. That bit, I just love that. Yeah, uh, the it, way it just fits. And, and like when, they, when he's doing it, it's it, it's like earworms. They're like rap yeah. earworms. You yeah. remember so those many, lyrics. So many quotes. So many. I, I was just thinking to like bring the ruckus out. I knew every word. Yeah. I don't. Th I don't think I could necessarily recite them like now, but just rapping yeah. along to it, oh, it just I knew it like so well. Yeah. Well, look yeah. at so look memorable. at on chess boxing. It's just an amazing track, and uh, the ODB verse on there is just. Probably the best verse on the whole album, which is, you know, here I go, deep type flow, Jacques Cousteau. Yeah. And it's, I think there was something about, um, read something about the RZA kind of picking Method Man to kind of choose to write some of like the hooks for the choruses and things, like on Cream. It's just, it's so clever thinking, yeah, I just know you've got a talent at doing that. Yeah. One thing I did, I was looking through like who sampled earlier, just to kind of, as a bit of research, this I didn't realize that the, um, M-E-T-H-O-D man like kind of hook that's from like a Hall of Notes track was oh, it yeah no, I didn't know that I was which, which is a bit annoying so I, I always assume that he came up with it himself but yeah yeah here we go quick quiz for you quick quiz for you both go on then nine Wu-Tang rappers one of them only appears on one track who is it on this only album on this album on this album yeah I know it's got to be Capadonna hasn't it no, he's actually not not officially a member on this album. So oh, is no. he not? No. Inspector uh, Deck. Inspector Deck. No, he's he's on quite a lot. I mean, he's got his first quite a lot. No, it's Master Killer. Killer. Priest. Master Killer. Master Killer. Okay. You've got to feel you, you've got to feel sorry for those second tier Bruce Hang <laughs> people, haven't you? Like Master Killer, Capadonna, yeah. Inspector Deck. Inspector yeah, Deck is definitely thing. underrated. I mean, he does. Inspector some... Deck is brilliant. He like, does some why... great, great stuff. You have you have that first run of Wu Tang albums, all of which are like brilliant in their own right. But yeah, there are a few of them that just don't get that opportunity to have an album. No. I don't don't quite know what. I, I guess like the other ones are a bit more marketable, maybe. Like, yeah. I, I know like Method Man was always seen as like the superstar. Yeah. Of the group, but. Yeah, they're, they're, it's it's a shame that that like Master Killer or Inspector Deck, like in any other crew, they would be like easily the best <laughs> yeah. rapper. But here they're just kind of also rans, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, so an absolutely solid album then, the Wu Tang Wu Tang Clan. Um, more than solid, should, Daniel. More, more than, than solid. solid. Absolutely incredible. Absolute yeah, I have to classic. say, I, I've really come come round to this way of thinking about this Wu Tang Clan. Um, so should we vote on it then? Let's see what see how this comes out. I think it's pretty obvious. But um, Steve, what are you voting for? Enter the Wu-Tang. Larry? Um, ah, this, well. is re this is really tough for me, actually, um, because the one that I think I want to vote for doesn't come out on top true score-wise. So, it's not calibrated right this week. So I don't know. Can Danny, do you, might, do, do you have your answer, Danny? Or oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, I mean, I mean, l- let's break it down though. First, I didn't put either of these in my top ten. Yeah. <laughs> um, so oh, you know, I would be thrown out of Exmouth Rap Club if they ever found out that I didn't put yeah. tongue in. Um, but you know, obviously, having reevaluated them both, Wu Tang Clan is easily the, the superior album. So that's getting my vote. Yeah, I think um, when I was doing my initial list, actually, I think I sort of only put Ice Cube in there because. It was Ice Cube, and I knew that I liked a few of the tracks. I, I've, I've kind of grown to like it through this process. I'll just I'll lay the scores out for you. It's a bit weird. Like Ice Cube has come out as a four point zero two, wow, and Wu Tang has come out as a three point nine. Oh, it, it, it's it's really really close stuff. But I think I have to give it to Wu Tang just because it's so seminal. Um, it's their probably it's their best. Work it's a game as, changer. As, as a group, it's not Ice Cube's best work. It is a game changer. RZA is an absolute monster, uh, and it's a it's a proper album. It's cohesive, coherent. Yeah, it's got it's got to be Wu Tang, hasn't it? Really, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. For me, it's it's a formality. It's a three 0 win for Wu Tang Clan there. So that's our first uh, World Cup hip hop finalist. Come on, y'all, get locked get down. Let's move straight on to the second semi-final between uh, Snoop Doggy Dog's Doggy Style and A Tribe Called Quest's Midnight Marauders. Whoa, um, this, is a, this is a heavyweight tie. I mean, these are considered two of the finest hip-hop albums ever made. Yeah. Uh, let's not beat about the bush. I mean, they are two of the yeah. all, all-time greatest hip-hop albums. So where do you even begin to compare them? I mean, they're like chalk and cheese, West Coast, East Coast. Uh, I mean, Dan, Dan you're, you're, you're an interesting kind of one with this because you're not the biggest fan of Midnight Marauders, are you? But you are a huge Doggy Style fan. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's yeah. I mean, one's sort of, they're two very different, distinct types of hip hop i i'm i'm a massive fan of of doggy style <laughs> the album <laughs> um it's i have to say it was my f- um most anticipated hip-hop album ever yeah. Yeah. like when I, I can't put into words this sort of excitement i felt having yeah. ordered it i knew it was arriving like i would come home from school every day knowing that i'd ordered it and it could arrive at any minute i'm um, pretty i'm pretty sure that i was with you when it arrived yeah you probably were because we used to walk home from school i remember you when you had a cd that would arrive your mum would put it in the yeah. window <laughs> she put it in the window and i was just like absolutely like go ballistic and this, but this one like most of them i could you know take it really but this one i was so excited about like the, the lengths i would go to in the run-up to this coming out just to get music from it like I when they first did the debut of um, what's my name on MTV raps I recorded it onto a VHS tape and then held up my stereo to the speaker of the TV to record it onto tape yeah because that's the sort of level of obsession I had over this album I was so excited I've never been this excited about an album and when it arrived I just I literally was not disappointed in any way it was everything I wanted it to be yeah like from start to finish maybe a couple I didn't like quite as much, but really from start to finish, it's an absolute classic. Yeah. Um, so many great singles, so many great tracks. 
even the skits you can listen to. Um, I just, I, I just can't praise this album highly enough. I don't know what it is about it. I mean, you know, I don't even know where to begin. You know, it's, it's a perfect encapsulation of the G Funk sound. Yeah, it's yeah. great. At its absolute peak. I mean, just yeah. the G Funk intro when it comes in. Yeah, it's just brilliant. It's probably it's the that same baseline. Of the sound, isn't yeah, it? exactly. And it's, it's that same baseline he's used probably in about four or five different tracks. Yeah. But it just works, and it's a really crisp sound, up tempo. Lady of Rage, first person you hear rapping. I think that was a bold move as well. Yeah, really oh, introduced definitely. the world to her. Such a great intro, such a great verse. Uh, and then, like, you're into this corridor of amazing stuff. Gin and Juice, The Shiznit, uh-huh. uh, Lodi Dodi. Don't like quite as much, but I still would listen to it. Murder was a yeah. case, serial killer. Who am I? And before you know it, you're at um, Pump Pump, and um, it's over. And it's and I just I can't put it into words how good this album is. Um, how much uh, do you think uh, Daz is involved in the production of this? Because it doesn't get much credit, but he's kind of like got a bit cross about it. This is the controversy, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know much about that story, so I I would probably defer to you two guys. Probably done some research into it, but. I think me, just this. I just... think just the general story about Daz is that he, you know, it's always up for debate how much involvement he had in all of these albums. Like he would yeah. have it that he produced a lot of these tracks, and yeah. I don't know. I, 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 my personal opinion is, is that you know Dre is he's a proper producer in the set. You know, he will he gets musicians in and takes the best parts of, of what they do. Like he will take a beat that someone does, like you know, he'll bring in a bassist and just say, "You need to play it kind of like this," and get him to keep on doing it until it's perfect. And gets, you yeah. know, he doesn't write his own lyrics. He get, you know, he knows that he can be a better rapper if he has yeah. other people write his lyrics. So, yeah, I don't know how much Daz is involved. I, I fancy he's got some involvement, but yeah, but I mean, listen, I, he I couldn't produce it by himself, could he? No, I personally don't really care too much about. No, does involvement. I mean, for me, just what comes out of it is just an absolutely stellar album. It's great. There's it? so many great, great moments on it. For one of the ones that I always love is "Ain't No Fun," and I know, like, yeah, I don't know you guys like it as well. But it's, no, it's never the one that people go, "Oh, that's the, the best track." I don't think it's the best track, but it's the one that just sort of fascinates me the most. It's such a pleasing sound. That sort of yeah. tight G-funk sound with this. Very, it's synth. in the pocket, isn't it? It's in the pocket. Yeah, really, really, and it's got a Nate Dog verse that you just you can sing along to you know every word of it you know yeah. you shouldn't know every word of it because it's deeply misogynistic yeah. uh, and then corrupts verse as well like anyone i don't trust anyone who doesn't know corrupts verse off of this. yeah or warren g's bit yeah this track i don't yeah. trust you yeah as a human being um interestingly my copy of this and I, <laughs> i've probably told you about this before but i've got a copy um that's got the next episode as the last track on the on oh, the yeah. um on the, on the back on the track list but it wasn't on there it's and then pump pump oh pump pump sort of listed a bit earlier in the in the track listing i thought and next I was, episode was on the chronic no it, it was on later it was on 2001 i believe yeah that's right yeah, yeah. but like i want to know the story behind this oh no sorry to... sorry i i get it you're saying it was just yeah. listed but it wasn't on list, there it was right, actually yeah, no, yeah. It, was list, it was listed on my in the copy of yes. Doggy style that i've got yeah um and that's has always fascinated me like what this is like an early press of the album and I want to know the story behind that. That like, is weird, isn't it? Be, yeah, it's weird. I, was it supposed to be on the uh, doggy style originally? But also, didn't didn't your copy of this have um, G's up, hose down at the 
end yeah. of this. Yeah, yeah. Which is isn't a, it's not an official track, is it? Or is it not? No, I it, like I, I think I think Isaac Hayes moaned about it, didn't he, or something? Right. Okay. Like the version. I mean, I don't. But I've got the CD somewhere, but I'm pretty sure it ends at Pump Pump, and the yeah, version yeah, that's on the, the version that's on like Tidal and Spotify ends with Pump Pump. Well, but mine mine ends with Pump Pump, but it's it goes G's up, hose down, then Pump Pump. Ah, right. Well, G's yeah. Up, Hose Down isn't on the kind of right. the currently yeah. available version. I think that's the estate of Isaac Hayes weren't very happy. Yeah. yeah. Or, or just Isaac Hayes when, when he was alive. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't really know what more I can say about this album. It's just, it's a it's top just, tenner. It's a top fiver for me. It's definitely, it's a fun and funky album from the beginning to the end. And yeah, it's, it's yeah. just great. The, the, the thing you said about um, Nari Dari, that, I think that's a lazy effort. That's the only track on the album, yeah. I think. Actually, why, why did you need I to quite do a like cover? It. I like I did, it, but it's just also, lazy. It, it's just, it, why well, do they need to cover Slick Rick? It's just like, you've got so it's much talent. And... It's like, it's the only cover ever in rap, isn't it? Possibly. Like rap, like hip hop is like, it's, it's not a done thing to cover people in rap yeah. but, like, I, I, as far as I know that's the only one that's, that's ever been point, done actually. yeah no, I can't think of no, now I, I can think of loads can Death, you really? like Death Squad have done like Sugar Hill Delight and there's loads of right there's loads okay. of interesting covers I can, oh fair I, enough well anyway so um, yeah so Doggy Style is a top fiver for me but in terms of its comparison to Midnight Marauders you know, I'm not going to speak too much about Midnight Marauders because I know how much you two love it. Um, but it was never, I didn't like, like I'm a low end theory guy and I, I just, when Midnight Marauders came out, I just didn't gravitate towards it. But I do recognise it's an incredible album. It's full of really, really great tracks. And uh, yeah. I think Fife and Q-Tip are just absolutely at the height of their powers on this album. Um, but I just, for some reason, it just never spoke to me in the same way as a low end theory. And therefore, again, that tainted how I felt about it going forward. But do you two want to speak a bit more about like why this is such a special album for you? I, I agree with you. I think uh, it's not as good as Low End Theory in, in my book, but it, this is the kind of third and the last classic uh, Triple Quest album. Uh, it's, it's a little bit annoying for me, but as I always kind of say, for me, I love an album where all the tracks are good or better and you can listen to it from start to end. Uh, there's a few tracks on the like, Perhaps eight million stories, midnight, keep it on, and I don't like as much. I can listen to them without skipping, but they're not quite as good. But then there's so much on that's classic. Award yeah. tour, electric and, relaxation, and electric, they are yeah. absolute classic, aren't they? They yeah. just epitomise hip hop. You know, we can get down, clap your hands, let's go. Oh my god, I think all of those are just really fantastic track so uh, pretty much everything on here is like a, at least a four out of five for me exactly yeah that's what makes it such a good good album. There's, there's, there's no fives but there's loads of like 4.5s 4.75 i think i i do I, I do prefer this to low end like i i've could i've i've often thought about which one's better but i have put it through these have both gone through true score now and this this one does come out a bit higher is it yeah how, how comes you didn't give a word to a five that's like that's just... it's, it's a, it's a 4.5. I don't know. Well, like a, fi- a, fi- a five is a very, very special yeah, track enough. for me. But, it, it, you know, maybe on, on, in a better mood, I could have put some of these at, at five. But um, I just think, yeah, that this album, like, it's just an evolved version of, like, of low-end theory, basically. So it's, it's a bit, it's harder than low-end. Yeah, I think that's why I didn't like about it. I yeah. Because it's harder. It's a bit yeah. it's a bit more boom-bappy, but I, I think the, the, yeah. the drums on it are, are really, really nice. Um, I think 
it would have it, I think it, it would have been a great album if it had worse rappers on it but when you add like Q-Tip and Fife it's just absolutely it just elevates it to kind of absolute classic status I think Fife is particularly yeah, he's good on this seven, actually definitely. to be honest definitely. So, so many quotables from both of them incredible flows I can it's one of it's it's a rare album where I, I can just listen to it end to end without skipping anything at all um, it's not to say that there aren't some you know like oh my god is, is a little bit kind of worse than the rest of it on there but yeah just got one of the one of the great all-time uh, album covers as well i think yeah, just looking yeah. at it now um yeah with all the faces of all the hip-hop people they got to take photos yeah um, there's some there's, there's some brilliant samples that yeah. sample choice on this as well I like really, really unique samples as well that you hadn't heard before anywhere yeah. else it's, i it's i really i really like um um our lyrics to go which has got that mini yeah. ripperton inside my love sample and what's quite kind of unique about that is that i think a lot of producers would have left that on the floor because it's still got like her it's got like a sustained voice yeah. note in it but he used it anyway and it just gives it this really kind of ethereal like lovely kind of swirly dreamy kind of sound it's just yeah it does really it really works really works on that track you got that really like on um electric relaxation you've got that really great is it like Ronnie Foster? I think um, yeah. Baseline. That's, oh, that's one of the one of the all time yeah classic samples. That is, it's yeah. just absolutely brilliant. That that was always my standout electric realization. Yeah, love. But that. yeah, that, that, that is that, a, that is a brilliant brilliant track. Um, yeah. It's one of those ones where when I used to go to kind of you know hip hop gigs and club nights and stuff, it's the kind of like you know like the crowd would go kind of mental for electric relaxation would be one of the um, one of those. He's yeah. such a good producer, isn't he, Q-Tip? He's, he's oh, got, it's just, it's got quite a unique style. Ridiculous. He's a perfectionist as well. I don't know if you've seen the the documentary that was on. Um, they made Michael Rappaport's documentary, Beats Rhymes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You really get a sense of how in control he was over the group and how he would just strive for absolute perfection from from everything they made. Yeah. Uh, I just yeah, I, I really like. Uh, I really enjoyed that film. There's um, some insight into how he works. I think I think I sent this video to you, Danny. But Steve, you should check it out, and our listeners should check it out. There's a video on YouTube. I think it's called something like "Q-Tip Is a Beast," and it's um, it's Q-Tip in the studio. I think with Kanye West, and all he's doing, he's got a record player, and he's doing like a live loop on this record just by picking up the needle and dropping it, and it's it sounds better than anything that I could do with like with Ableton or with an MPC it's just it's mad yeah it's a mental video you should watch it definitely check it out um, right should we get to the, uh, the the business of this this vote then yeah. um, I honestly don't know how this is going to go well, this is hard isn't it so because it's like two, two, two albums uh, or two producers at the peak of their powers so it's yeah, like yeah. Amazing. definitely like so I can quite happily get my vote out of the way and it's 100% doggy style um, it's, it's like a no brainer for me I just always loved it a lot more um, so that's one nil to Doggy Style, but Steve, I'd like to know what you're going to do with this one. Yep, I, I know actually, how much you love both of these. Yep, it's an it's a no-brainer for me. There's one album that is, that is just like I said, fun all the way through. Great production, great rapping, Doggy Style all day. Okay, mm, okay. So, well, it's a, a foregone conclusion then. Yeah. So I don't know really. I think um, one 
one thing that I didn't sort of mention about Snoop when we were talking about it. I mean, it's weird. Like I've rate it. it I've, I have rated it higher than the Midnight Marauders. Well, I haven't. True Score has rated it slightly higher than Midnight Marauders. Um, and I do love the album, and it is a classic. But I couldn't like. I did struggle to write much about it, other than the production's really good, and it has got memorable raps on there and stuff. But thematically it's quite it's really really fatuous like if you compare it to like its closest um point of comparison which is the chronic yeah. like at least that it was you know i'm not saying that that was overly political but that you had at least some political or like angry and mournful tracks on that like little ghetto boy and um like the one about the riots and stuff like that whereas doggy style it is just about like a party lifestyle and yeah. like, yeah. The, the, like the lyrics are about nothing at all like they, how it, good it, he it, is it's like, just yeah. about uh, i'm i'm good yeah. um i've like women fancy me i, I smoke like yeah. I smoke lots of joints I'll like, shoot it, you. It, yeah there's yeah. like there's literally nothing more to it than that which is quite I don't know. Yeah, like, like yeah, fatuous is just the word that springs to mind. Yeah, yeah, not quite, as, to it. not quite as much substance. I, I would go along with that, but you know, like the, the that depends is, on like what the you're looking is, for. The wrapping is good enough that you don't yeah. really care. And I didn't really think about it until I was really desperate for something to say about yeah. it. But it struck me like none of the songs are about, like they could all be completely interchangeable. There's no theme to any of them. It's just bragging kind of which yeah. hip-hop has got you know hip-hop has got a lot of that anyway but this just is a particularly egregious example of it and yeah. he's lucky that he's such a good charismatic rapper yeah and, and he's the got production's so good and he's got and all the other rappers that are on it are great like the dog pounder on it like rage is on it it's you know like let's let's but let's um can't go without mentioning rbx as well Yes, surely he he should have been destined for greater things. I love Definitely. Serial Killer. Serial Killer is yeah, one of my favorite killer. tracks on it. Like his his verse on that, "Deep Like the Minds of Minolta, it's yeah. like it's the standout. Like you, you don't forget that. Yes, yeah. it's brilliant. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a, he's got a great verse on the Chronicles, well, hasn't he? On yeah, Stranded on yeah, Death yeah, Row. Yeah. Oh, one, one one thing that I, I do have to mention about Doggy Style, um, Pump Pump, like the, the the beginning bit, like the sound the Sam Sneed skit. Yeah, like, it's, you know, it's better recognised. I'm so surprised that like Sam Sneed, well, he couldn't have agreed to it. He might like he, he's just c completely cuckolded in that yeah. skit. Like he's at, he's out having a drink or a meal with, with his with his date. She spots Snoop Doggy Dog, and just goes and just completely ditches Sam and goes off to speak to him. And it's not as if Sam Sneed is just some kind of made-up character. He's actually a yeah. member of like this of Snoop's gang, yeah. who then goes on to be like a solo artist in his own right. But he's just completely cuckolded, and he just completely made a fool yeah. of in this. Uh, he gets this shot. At, he gets shot. Doesn't he? Get, then, he gets shot. <laughs> yeah, I imagine the I imagine the money sort of eased it a little bit. I mean, he just wouldn't have had it. Like he would like. There's always a weak person in a in a friendship group, isn't there? And he must have been just the one that he was like. 
the we'll junior member. Him. Yeah, he was Sam, like, Sam, you, some... can, you can be on this album, but um, uh, yeah, we've got a, a sketch we want you to do. Have a read yeah. of that. Someone like that, you couldn't, like Daz would have been like, oh, no, I'm not, I, I don't want to do that, Snoop. I don't, <laughs> yeah. don't want to do that, mate. But, but Sam Snoop would have just been like, yeah. like, Sam, don't mess this up. Like, you're in yeah. you're in with this lot now. He was desperate. So so um, what are you voting for then, um, Larry? I is think, it, um... I mean, I think I'm, I really don't, I'm, I'm just going to go for Tribe just because it's, it's a full-on conclusion for Snoop anyway. And I think just because, um, I don't know. It's just got a bit more substance to it, I think. Yeah. Um, it's a That's different. Fair. It's a completely different style. It's a bit more. Doggy style is just a Doctor Dre feast, isn't it? You're just feasting on his brilliance. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I really would. It's, it's just, it's so tough that I, pro- I probably could give you like the opposite answer, like in an hour's time. So I'm, <laughs> I won't kind of think about it too much. Yeah. I think I'll, I'll just go for Tribe, just as a consolation kind cool. of goal, really. For yeah. Me. So a, a, a late injury time consolation goal for yeah. Tribe there makes it uh, 2-1 to Doggy Style. So that's uh, that's the second uh, finalist. Uh, and what a final we've got in store. We've got Snoop Dogs Doggy Style versus Wu-Tang Clans. Oh, and to the Wu-Tang 36 Chambers, that's going to be huge. Uh, join us in a minute for that final. Uh, you join us uh, pitch side again at the San Siro Milan uh, for the final of the Hip Hop World Cup uh, 1993. We're joined here by um, ex-Liverpool funny man goalkeeper Bruce Grobelar. Uh He can't talk, obviously, but uh, he's joining us for a bit of moral support. Why can't he's he talk, Danny? What's up with him? Well, contractual, but um, okay. for our benefit, he's already doing the wobbly legs thing on the line, which is always hilarious. Like clown prince. <laughs> clown of, prince uh, of yeah. football. Um, so that's a, that's an absolute treat for us, anyway. It's um, hilarious as well. Yeah, it's hilarious. So listen, we've got our um, 1993 Hip Hop World Cup final. Wu Tang Clans enter the Wu Tang 36 Chambers versus Snoop Doggy Dogs Doggy Style Gentlemen. What a final we have in prospect! Oh, amazing a clash of the titans, East versus West. Uh, how do you how do you see this one? Before we go into it, I mean, is this who we thought would end up in the kind of top yeah. two slot? Yeah, it's for personally, me. yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. it's probably quite fair, isn't it, that they've uh, they've reached this point. I think so. I mean, they could have met each other in an earlier round, which is I mean, it's probably you know this is the final we probably would have wanted to see. Yeah, yeah. you know, for the for the neutral. They're two mythical albums, aren't they? They're they're going to be in your kind of easily in your top ten, probably in your top five albums. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, one of them is for me anyway. <laughs> um, so let's uh, let's dig into it then. Um, I mean, they're two great examples of two different styles of hip hop. Uh, we've, we've said a lot about you know Snoop Doggy Dog just being Dre at his absolute pinnacle. Um, for me, you know, Snoop Doggy Dog is the album I listen to more. Um, the one I gravitated to, to to a bit more. It's more musical. It's more polished, and that was always my my thing. Um, I love Dre's production so much more than I did RZA's. You know, I understand the impact RZA had on the hip hop world and I understand why people like that raw sound. But for me, Dre's kind of studio craft always just meant so much more to me. He gave me more 
you know, hair standing up on the back yeah. of the neck moments. Um, you know, the excitement surrounding the album. It's just my, as I said, it's my most anticipated album. And I just, I just can't see any other result personally than Doggy Style taking this just because it's, you know, it's a top five album for me. Um, so, uh, you know, Wu-Tang was never one of my favorites either. So, I mean, this is a fairly easy vote for me. I'm going to actually lay it down right now. I'm voting for, Sno voting for Snoop Doggy Dogg. Surprise, surprise. Whereas, yeah. I, th I, mean, I think he should be referred to, I will always refer to him as Snoop Doggy Dog as well. Yeah, I will. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not having any of this. It's the same with Common Snoop Sense. Snoop Dog. yeah. Common Sense is Snoop Doggy Dog. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not having any and, of this. And Puff Daddy. Yeah. Um, so, so Steve, let's have your take on this then. I mean, this is another difficult one. Um, well, yeah. What are your thoughts? Before the World Cup started, there was the, the uh, Enter the Wu-Tang was always going to be my number one pick. But then preparing for this, I, I had a major panic because I listened to Doggy Style, you know, obviously over and over again. And I was like, oh my God, I love this album. It's just so enjoyable to listen to. And um, and I had to, had to kind of like check myself and think, actually, am I going to end up like voting for Doggy Style if it gets to the final? And I, and uh, and then I kind of maybe I've done a bit of a Danny here and like just remembered how much I'd listened to Wu Tang um, over and over again. I think it must have worn out so many batteries in my kind of Sony Walkman. It's just it's just got I've just got such vivid memories of just listening to it constantly. Walkman in the car at home. I just absolutely love 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 the album. So uh, for me, it's definitely going to be the Wu Tang. It's definitely a more hip hop album. It's yeah. like, you know, you think hip hop, you think 93 hip hop, it's raw, it's it's kind of kind of boom, but it's a different form of boom, but mm -hmm. it's raw, it's beats, it's rhymes, you know, aggression, it's everything that kind of hip hop purists would be looking for. It's a really Whereas, significant album as well. Really significant, yeah. and it's a change, and it's a shift in a sound, it's a new sound. And yeah. Whereas Snoop Dogg's album is more, it's polished, it's more musical, it's, it's a different kind of album. It's the, it's, the, it's the pinnacle of that type of music, yeah. whereas the Wu-Tang yeah. is the start of a different yeah. type. Yeah, and I realise that I realise that kind of comparing them is like comparing, say, what's your favourite child? You know, it's kind yeah. of like it's, it's they're, they're both massive albums. You hmm. that you, you just like both of them, and, and you know, comparing them is is could be considered a fruitless task. But hmm. unfortunately, that's what we have to do here. I, th I think on Doggy um, Style that you've got Gin and Juice though. That is an absolute, you know, one of the best tracks ever. I absolutely love that. And yeah, I really yeah. Like you know, love Super Killer. It's got love great singles. Yeah, great singles. Like, like what, what's my name as well? It's probably a bit overplayed, but that's like an absolutely iconic track. Yeah, that's a like, five yeah. out of five yeah. for me. Oh, it absolutely is. Yeah, Gin and Juice. And Gin Murder and Juice was, as well. Yeah. Murder yeah. was the case. It's just, just probably. Although I prefer the remix on the um, on the Murder was the case soundtrack. I don't really like that. No, I don't like it either. I prefer I the drums on that, that one. Yeah, yeah. The Murder was a case soundtrack starts at track three for me, but that's that's one we'll save. But Shout the thing out is, to, um. Doggy Dog oh, World as well. That's, that's Doggy one Dog of my World. Favorites. Yeah, so really many great singles. Really nice and smooth. I love that Daz verse on it. But then yeah, you can yeah. kind of flip into the Wu Tang album when you've got even more classic tracks. I think you know we didn't even talk about Protect Your Neck in the first round, and then oh God, yeah. Cream is just kind of just such an iconic track. It was yeah. actually recorded in 1991. Another fun fact for you there. So really, so you've got that one. Chess boxing, seventh chamber, clan in the front. There's just for me, it's just there's so, so many absolute classic tracks on there. I love it. Yeah, uh, yeah, I have to go along with that. It's just a, such a strong album. Um, but what are you going to vote for, Steve? That's the key. 
I'm going for Wu-Tang. This is going to come down to Larry, isn't it? Larry's got the casting vote. It it is a tough one. I know who I'm going to go for, but I'll just justify it briefly. I think um, Doggy Style is is such a fun listen. Like, I always... um, like it will put me in a good mood yeah. listening to it. it you can like you can really nod your head to it. You can rap along, yeah. or you know, yes, it's fatuous, but it's also fun and funny as well. Um, feel, you know what you know, you're going to get. You know what you're going to get. You've got some party tracks in there. You've got some kind of quite poppy, like you know, what's my name? Like you can sing along to the choruses. Um, Wu Tang Clan is just is a different beast. All like Wu Tang, you know, Thirty Chambers is a different beast altogether. Um, it's also a really, it's exciting in a different way. It kind of a- it agitates you. It kind of ang- angries up the blood a little bit. Um, and yeah, it gets you in a bit of a fighting mood. But I also think we we talked about this earlier that or maybe the opposite of this but it's also an album that's worth listening to over and over again because it does reward you and you yeah. don't i think maybe it was you larry that said you didn't enjoy it first of all but there's a pleasure it's isn't, definitely isn't a there, grower. in those albums that you have to work hard to to appreciate or you're going to get hooked into yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a wu-tang's a grower and snoop's a shower <laughs> yeah and um i think i think yeah. that's that's so summing it up yeah. yeah, you you have to be deep into hip hop to like the Wu Tang album. Like you yeah. could like yeah. just a, a casual, like I you know all all of our wives don't like hip hop, do they? But you could no. you could you could you could imagine them overhearing what's my, like what's my name or Gin and Juice or and most of the tracks from Doggy Style and thinking it was quite it's just sort of nice sort of R and B ish kind of yeah. yeah. You could, you could just about get away with tracks. playing it, yeah, for, for for the other half. Put it on in the car or something the without them. Know. Yeah, they, <laughs> but m- musically, they, I think they could have a little dance along to it. Yeah, yeah. Whereas with Wu Tang, like this is n- it's not no. music for the casual no, no. listener. You have to, even people like like I said at the time, I just I scratch my head over it. I didn't know what it what it, what it was. Yeah, and you really have to like you have to be deep into hip hop to appreciate yeah. it. It's, it's a challenging listen. Yeah, it's a challenging listen. But here's the moment of truth. Okay, so it's poised. It's poised at one all. Poised at one all. Who is going to be your vote and the winner of the 1993 Hip Hop World Cup final? Lifting that beautiful gold trophy aloft. It's Snoop Doggy Dog. It's Snoop Doggy Dog. Snoop takes it two one. I didn't think you were going to say that, Larry. He'll be a like. If if it if if it, if it was an FA Cup rather than the World Cup, I, I I think Snoop Dogg would have like the the top bit on his head. Yeah. Um, oh, Dr. by now we Do- certainly Dr. would. Doctor Dr. Dre would be pretending to drink out like out of the cup. Yeah. And there's some extraordinary scenes here in the state. I don't know if you can see this at home, but um, they've got people running on the pitch. They've What's got Bruce the advertising hoardings over. Bruce <laughs> Bruce is off. He's up in the stands. Doing a joke. Yeah, he's ripping down the goal doing, post. Doing, doing something hilarious. It's absolutely extraordinary what's going on here. I don't know whether that means it's a good thing or a bad thing that Snoop won. But anyway, let's... Um, so there you go. Yeah, Snoop Doggy Dogs Doggy Styles, the uh, wow. 1993 winner. And I know one person who's going to be very, very happy about that because and this is his favourite hip-hop album of all time. Uh, it is a uh, uh, West Brom fan, ex-TV um, presenter, or sports presenter Adrian Childs, oh, yeah. uh, who's jo- uh, he's, he's joining us on a Zoom call this week. I took your advice after the last show. Yeah, uh, he's we know us. that we know that Zoom works, don't we? we know it's, Zoom what, works. it's what we yeah, use. No so if you've wondered what that black screen us in the top right-hand corner, if I just click on 
button. There he is, and there's Adrian. So listen, Adrian, you've uh, you've presented some of the world's biggest sporting events, uh, Euro 2008, of course, the Olympics, England friendlies. But how does that compare with the excitement of hearing, or the excitement when you heard Snoop Doggy Dogg's Doggy Style for the very first time? Because I know it's your favourite album. Uh, give me give me your thoughts on on, on Doggy Style by Snoop Doggy Dogg. You're on mute, Adrian. He looks he looks good though, doesn't he? he looks he looks, looks, looks well. Adrian, you're on mute. Tell him to click click on the menu. It's the, it's the little speaker button in the bottom. Hello, hello. You are? What's he doing? On the bottom. What is he doing? Adrian. So I mean, Adrian. So it's not it's not no, it's not the laptop. No, don't put it down. Oh, no, Adrian. Oh, oh you think he'd have practice off. at this? Has he got any trousers on? Idiot. Um, what sort of ebbs and flows? Oh, I'm going to have to disconnect. I'll have to. I'll, I'll, I'll log out. And tell him. Tell him. Turn to re- reboot his hub. Reboot his hub. Okay. Sorry about that. We've another, there's another technological failure. Uh, we seem to be beset by them on this show. But never mind. We'll get him back uh, next week's show. He can talk about the um, the perhaps the 1994. Uh, get him back for the 1994 episode because I know he loves Illmatic as well. So uh, yeah. that's something who, to look forward to. Anyway, who, who doesn't like that album, Danny? Well, everybody, nobody, nobody doesn't like that album. <laughs> right, so yeah, if you agree or disagree with our winner or you just want to share your thoughts on 90s hip-hop in general, um, then look, hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Hip Hop World Cup. Uh, but for now, thanks for listening. Uh, and until the next episode, we're ghosts like Patrick Swayze. So let me tell you how we do it Eight classic albums, one classic year Draw them out the hat and chew the fat right here We rate them, we slate them, discuss them and debate them Analyze the beats and quote the lyrics verbatim When all is said and done We put it to the vote and tell you which of them is won Then it's to the semis and the final for the final cassette or CD So who will it be? We going all in, so on the sound of the whistle Let the games begin Absolutely, I just, I, 